five minutes into the meeting. So hopefully it will come up. Um, there we go. Money is a nice picture. Yes. So we are talking about money this morning. And I know some of us in this room are British. And we live in a British culture. And in that culture, we don't like to talk about money. It's a bit of an uncomfortable subject for us. Uh, and I think even in this church, I think it's been about over five years since we last talked about money. Uh, but that's what I'm going to be doing this morning. So I hope I don't make you feel uncomfortable. Now, it is actually quite a big subject. And it's a, lot, a lot of these topics we've been doing in this series are actually quite big, big subjects. And so really, to do this full justice, we'd probably want to spend three or four weeks talking about it. But uh, we're not going to. We're just going to spend this morning. So you will, I will have to appreciate that I'm not going to be able to talk about everything. I'm not going to be able to take you through the whole of the Bible and bring out every single reference to money. Um, and instead, what I want to do this morning is just focus a little bit on some of Jesus' teachings about money and looking at about the heart behind it. Um, which will mean I won't be giving much practical advice this morning. And the Bible really does encourage us quite a lot to be very wise with how we handle our money. But I'm not going to be talking much about that. Uh, but I think it is something that is quite important. And so it's something you feel that you would like that sort of input. I think it's something we can, as a separate occasion, maybe set up a seminar or some sort of little course we can do. I know Peter, who's off in India at the moment, he... Um, did, a, did a, uh, a talk on it, MLG, a couple of years ago and was really, was really good at it. So it'd be good to, um, I'm sure he'd love to share his notes with you if, you if you do want that, that kind of thing. Okay. So, well, I want to start really by sharing a revelation that God has given me about money. Uh, just to tell you a little bit about myself, that I'm naturally uh, quite like my money. I always say this to Alice, I don't love money, but I do quite, quite like it. And, and I've kind of um, always had this attitude. I've got some, uh, as a visual aid, I've got some money out of the bank yesterday. So to kind of help you, I've got to kind of, yeah, yeah. So I want to get, I've got, I tried to get, I tried to get £100 in £10 notes, but it didn't quite work out like that. Um, so I've got £100 here. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. I know, I know, don't worry. Well, it's, well, uh, and so, yeah, so when it comes to money, I quite, so I quite uh, like it. And I kind of had this attitude when it came to money that this was my money. And so what I would do, I'd give some money to God. So i put some money in the offering basket. And that's God's money, and the rest of it's mine. But it's something that God has been, been showing me and taking me through. And I've, had to come to, I've come to a revelation that actually all of my money belongs to God. And all of our Christians, all of our money and all of our possessions, they belong to him. We sung a song earlier on, uh, just a chorus of it. It says, I surrender all. I surrender all. And see that when we become Christians, we give our life to Christ. It doesn't just mean that we give our hearts and we give our bodies and we give ourselves to God. It also means that we give him all of our things. So that means you give him all, your bank, all the money in your bank accounts. It means you give him your house. It means you give him your car. You give him your clothes that you have, the furniture in your house, the food in your house. You give it all to him. It all belongs to him when you become his, uh, when you give your life to Christ. And that's something I didn't quite appreciate. As I said, I kind of thought that I'll just give some stuff, to, some money to God, and that's his, and the rest of it's mine. And it's kind of really, um, really kind of changed my, my thinking towards money. And it's something that I realized that God has been really uh, working in me when it, with this whole issue of money. It's not until I've kind of come to do some study towards it to prepare for this morning 
that I've really kind of realized what God's been doing. And so what God does do, uh, he, with the money that we have, he calls us to be good stewards of it. But as I said, I'm not going to be talking about how to be a wise and good steward this morning. But we have to appreciate that all our money and all our things belong to God. Now, I want to, uh, if you turn with your Bibles, uh, if you want to open your, uh, to Matthew chapter 6. And I've got it on the screen so you can follow it there. And this is quite a, a famous sermon from Jesus called the Sermon on the Mount. And Jesus just started his ministry. And he'd been going around telling people that the kingdom of God is here, it's come. And he was doing miracles and doing these amazing things. And people were, had started to follow him and, and thought there's something about this, just Jesus. And he gets up uh, in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 5, and he gives this, this sermon. And he talks about what the, his kingdom is like. And it's quite radical what, what he says. And you realize that it's quite radical 2,000 years ago, and it's still radical for us as we read it now. And he, and he tells his disciples, this is what it's like for people to, to when they come and follow me and give their life to me, this is what, how I want them to be living. This is what my kingdom is like. And he finishes, what I find interesting about this whole sermon is he finishes it with a little story. And the story is, um, is, a, is the story of the wise and the foolish man. And he's saying with this story that if we build our life upon Christ and upon his teachings and his kingdom, then we'll be okay. We'll, we'll be, we're wise to do that. But if we build on anything else, then woe betide us. It's um, saying that we, Jesus calls us foolish if we do that. So anyway, so let's look at what Jesus has to say about money in Matthew chapter 6. And it's quite, I'm going to read the, it's quite a long passage, and so I've split it into half to kind of give us a bit of a break and just so I can sort of focus on some of the things that Jesus is saying. So the first bit I'm going to read is Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 to 24. Joel, do you want to hit it? You've got to love technology, don't you? Amen. Well, I'll read it from my Bible. Now, we're reading from the, the message. That gives it a kind of slightly different flavor to, uh, to some other translations. Okay, well, that, Joel can catch us up. So in verse 19, don't, don't hoard treasure down here where it gets eaten by moths and corroded by rust, or worse, stolen by burglars. It's, uh, it's obvious, isn't it? Uh, sorry, stockpile treasure in heaven where it's safe from moth and rust and burglars. It's obvious, isn't it? The place where your treasure is, is the place where you will most want to be and end up being. Your eyes are windows into your body. If you open your eyes wide in wonder and belief, your body fills up with light. And if you live squinty-eyed in greed and distrust, your body is a dank cellar. If you pull the blinds down your windows, what a dark life you will have. You can't worship two gods at once. Loving one god, you'll end up hating the other. Adoration of one feeds contempt for the other. You can't worship God and money both. And Jesus here is focusing on where our hearts are at. He's looking at um, what our hearts are focusing on. You see, we have this big issue when it comes to our heart. Because naturally, we, um, we take God out of the equation. We are selfish people. And we want to rule our own lives and have ownership of what happens with us. And we realize that when, with money, money gives us the power and the control to do what we want. And, and so we, Jesus here is, is talking, is focusing on where our hearts are at. And then that first bit, and he talks about our treasure. He talks about what are we building our lives to be? What are we using our money for? Are we, 
uh, building out, we use our own money for just what we can get out of life and building um, what we can, can have. And it might, I don't know what, what you, well, that might be for you. But is your focus this morning, when it comes to your money, about making your house to be the best house it can be, trying to extend it as much as you can? Is it about trying to get the best car that you can have? Or maybe it's um, you really love holidays and that's what your focus is, your money, you're saving up so you can go on your, your round-the-world cruise. And it could be many different things, and we all have the things that we want in life, don't we? I know for me, um, the thing that I love to spend my money on is takeaways. That's the thing that me and Alice love to spend the money on. That we, we quite enjoy our food, and it's one of our, our pleasures in life is to all that takeaway uh, and enjoy it ourselves. But if all I am focusing on in my life um, is that how many takeaways I can have, then I'm really missing out on what Jesus has. You see, he talks about where, what are we focusing our treasures on? Are we building for the life that's to come next? Or are we just storing it up to be, so we can be, um, our life can be as easy and as nice as it can possibly be right now? And, it is, and it's a heart issue, and that our heart wants to focus on itself. And Jesus calls us to be different. It's saying that we have to, <clears throat> we have to realise where our, our hearts are up to. And then Jesus goes on, he starts talking about, um, this bit, to be honest, when I first read this, it was a little bit strange, he's talking about your eyes being windows. Um, to your body and what I think is a really good example of this is that when you when your focus is all on money and yourself you get um, you don't become the most pleasant person now I know I'm sure you all know here the Christmas Carol don't you by Charles Dickens and the story of Ebenezer Scrooge and here's this this man in the story who spent his whole life just all he cares about is money and you see him um, and he's this horrible, grumpy old man that nobody likes. And you see, that's what money does to you. And I think Charles Dickens probably nicked that idea from Jesus. And that's what Jesus is saying here. That if, you, if, you're, if you go after money, and that's what your heart's all about, then you're going to end up like Ebenezer Scrooge. And, and God and his kingdom is not like that at all. We're to be people who are full of God's light. And you see that it comes down to this, that we can't, Jesus really makes it very clear, we can't serve money and serve God at the same time. We can't worship both. We have to make a choice. And what we do, um, and that's what Jesus calls us this morning. It's the challenge for us that we have to appreciate where our hearts are at. As it said, is our heart set to following God and looking towards God, or is it looking to our own circumstances, our own self, about what we can get out of our life and our money and you see that when we take on God's heart and Jesus' heart we find that we get transformed our heart gets transformed it gets changed I know that's what God has been doing in my life that I am changing as I naturally want to I really I'll be honest I'm quite naturally a bit stingy and I don't really want to um, to give my money away and to, um, to focus on God's thing. I want to kind of get what I want out of life. That's my natural self. And I know God has been, been changing me. And so that's our, our heart issue, where we want to have ownership of our life and our money enables us. We have to appreciate that when we surrender to God, we give it all to him, and we have to let it go. And it's, and it's difficult, it's hard. Now I want to um, go to the next half of this passage. 
And I'm going to read it in a minute. But really, this is talking about our needs. Because when it comes to money, I think money kind of falls into two categories. Of our wants, the things that we can get out of life, um, and our needs, the things that we, 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 um, we need to survive. Uh, and all of us this morning have wants, and we all have needs as well. Um, things like we need food to survive, we need uh, somewhere to live, we need some clothes so we don't end up preaching in our pants. Um, and we, so we need those things to survive. And uh, really this is where I think our, our, our thinking when it comes to money can get very distorted depending on, on many different factors. And especially when it comes to need. Um, because we realise that we can, our attitude and, for, and thinking towards money um, can, can get shaped by our upbringing. Whether when we grew up, whether we had a lot of money, uh, how, what our parents were like with money. Um, one other factor can be what sort of personality are. are we somebody who likes to go and spend lots of money or are we somebody who likes to kind of save it all? And it also can be for our experience of, way, uh, <clears throat> of how we've, we've dealt with money, what's happened to us in the past. And also uh, our current situation. Like, are you struggling with money this morning or are you feeling quite comfortable? It can all really shape our whole thinking and attitude towards money. And, and we have to appreciate that we need to come into God. We need to make sure our thinking is not the thinking that is, that's been shaped by our, our, um, all these different factors, but it's shaped by God's thinking and attitude towards money. So I want to look at, so go to the next passage. And this really, I think Jesus starts talking about our needs. And it's quite a long one, so we'll, we'll just read it all through. And it starts in 25. That if you decide for God, living a life of God worship, it follows that you don't fuss about what's on the table at mealtimes or whether the clothes in your closet are, are in fashion. There is far more to your life than the food you put in the stomach, more to your outer appearance than the clothes you hang on your body. Look at the birds, free and unfettered, not tied down to a job description, careless in the care of God. And you, can't, you count far more, far more to him than birds. Uh, has anyone by fussing in front of a mirror he ever got taller by so much as an inch? All this time and money wasted on fashion. Do you think it makes that much difference? Instead of looking at the fashions, walk out into the, into, uh, into the fields and look at the wildfowls. They never primp or shop. But have you ever seen such colour and design quite like it? The ten best-dressed men in, uh, and women in this country look shabby alongside them. If God gives such attention to the appearance of wildflowers, flowers, most of which are never ever seen, don't you, don't you think he'll attend uh, to you, take pride in you, do his best for you? What I'm trying to do here is to get you to relax, not to be so preoccupied with getting, so you can respond to God's giving. People who don't know God and the way he works fuss over these things, but you know both God and how he works. Steep your life in God reality, God initiative, God provisions. Don't worry about, what's, what you're, about missing out. You'll find all your everyday human concerns we've met. Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now and don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with, better, with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. That's quite, that's quite a, a challenge to read that. Because who here is ever worried about money? Let's all raise our hands, people. We all less than us, it's not a lie. We've, at some point, unless you are super holy, you have worried about money. 
And Jesus quite clearly says here, don't worry about money, don't fret about it, don't work yourself up about it, because I have got it in control. You see that it says uh, in another translation that God knows all our needs before we know about them. See, God knows, and it says in the Bible many times that God is the provider, amen? Amen. God is the provider. He knows what your situation is, he knows what you need, and he will provide. And that's the absolute truth this morning. God is the provider and he wants us and he's calling us to come and put our trust in him. Not our trust in ourselves, not in the trust in the money we have in a bank account, not our trust in our jobs or our situation or how much um, we own of our house. He's calling us to come and to trust him. And the truth is, is one of the reasons why I'm standing here this morning as a Christian is because um, when I grew up, um, well, now we didn't have very much money. Uh, at some point, we really didn't have hardly anything at all. But I saw in my parents that they put their trust and their faith in God to provide for us as a family. And now, we never had the latest bikes or the latest game consoles, and we didn't go to McDonald's every week. But I know this, that there wasn't one meal that my parents couldn't put on the table for us as a family. There wasn't one time that they didn't have clothes for us to wear, or they couldn't heat the house because they didn't have enough money. And even when literally had nothing in the cupboards to give us, someone would come and knock on the door and give us some food. Amen. And I was here because I could see it. My parents put their trust in God and he didn't let them down. And I saw that and one of the ways that I knew that God was real because I saw him in action. And I have to say, I've never heard of a Christian coming to give a testimony that they put their trust in God and he let them down and he didn't provide for them. God will provide for you this morning. You've got to know that in your hearts. That's the truth this morning. That's the truth that you can stand on um, this morning, that he will provide. And he knows what you need. Whether you um, don't know how, much, how you're going to pay this bill at the end of the month, God knows and he will provide. And I've got some other stories I want to share with you this morning, some really recent ones. I was chatting to Pat this week, and he was talking about the India trip and how him and Miriam had made up this little spreadsheet about all the costs and the money towards it. And they worked out that they were, they were uh, 500 pounds short course what happened last week someone came and coming someone came and gave a check for 500 pounds amen and i'm sure you all remember rob parks and his family coming to to minister us a couple of weeks ago and they're off to, to thailand soon and we wanted to really bless them as a family and so we gave them a really generous gift for coming to, to minister to us and we got a really nice email in the week thanking us for, for them to be able to come and they just shared that that week they had to pay for their visas and never guess what? The money, the visa was exactly what we had given them. Amen. See, God knows. God knows what your needs are this morning. And he will provide wherever it is. And I want to encourage you, whatever your situation is this morning, and you might be really comfortable with money or you might be really struggling and money might be tight and you don't know I said, where any money is coming from. But I encourage you to, to walk in faith this morning. Just trust in Jesus, in the Father that he will provide. You see, that God knows, and God is good, and God is kind, and God cares, and he will give you what you need. This is what we just read. You can look at the birds. It says, look at the birds, look at the flowers. They don't worry. They don't get upset and fret. Um, they just trust God. And that's what we can do this morning. And that is a real a challenge for us, I say, because we love to get worked up and worried about money. But we're called to live God's kingdom life and be to his followers. And if that's the case, then we shouldn't be like that. We should be different to what's out in the world. We need to be put in our faith. 
And I encourage you that we come to the Great Father. And he loves to bless us. Now, I know some of us here who are parents. There is something inside us that just wants to, to bless our kids, isn't it? We, how many times have you given sweets to your kids when they really probably don't deserve it? And they've been a bit cheeky. And you just think, oh. And I know that that's what I'm like with my kids. I just want to bless them. And that's God's heart towards us. He just wants to bless us. And he's not, we mustn't think that he's a stingy God that's only just going to give us just what we need. He wants to, to pour out in us in abundance. Amen. Uh, I'm not sure if any of you remember that um, a few months ago our boiler broke down. And, um, and it costs us £468 to get fixed, which is a, a little bit of money, quite, so quite a bit of money. And I remember at the time being a little bit, bit half annoyed, half just not caring about it, because we'd kind of set aside money for things like that, for things to go wrong, like the car breaks down or the boiler breaks. And I thought, well, I've got to use that money. And you think, well, that's what we put it aside for, that's what it's used for. You think, oh, oh well. But anyway... Within a week, we'd got two checks come for, that were given to us just randomly that came to 460 quid. And I said, we didn't need that money. I think it was just God's way of just, so, of just um, speaking to me to say, look, don't worry. You don't have to worry about whether you've lost that money for your, your boiler break. And I'm, I can sort it. I've got it covered. And I said, God just wants to, to bless us when it comes to money. And so we've really got to make sure that we've got our hearts right. That we've got, we're letting God come and transform us. And we're, letting, we're not people who are all about ourselves and our own focus, about what we can get out of our money, about filling all of our wants. Um, we need to just let God come and give him ownership. Let your money go this morning. Let your possessions go. Give it, let him take it all. Because you've got to realise that it's, it's all his anyway. That you've surrendered it all. And let God come to transform your thinking and your mind and your, your, your application of your money. Because you realise that Jesus comes to bring freedom. And money is, is one way that the enemy loves to tie us up and burn us up. And who here is not at some point, not struggled to sleep at night because you've been worried about money? And God doesn't want that. God wants you to be free when it comes to money. Whatever your situation is, as you know, you can trust him. And I love that. It says, steep your life in God reality, God initiative, God provisions and I'll tell you what it will it will change you it will change you oh man and I want to move on slightly to a bit more uh, about application and this is something that God has been challenging me over is that as Christians we are called to be generous and there's plenty of times the Bible really encourages us to be generous especially when it comes to our money and as I said that's been a, a bit of a challenge for me as I said naturally I'm quite stingy um, but it's something that I know God has been working in me and we need to follow Jesus' example now there are plenty of places in the Bible I could pick this up but I, I've picked uh, 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 17 to 19 and it says this it says tell those rich in this world's wealth to quit being so full of themselves and so obsessed with money which is here today and gone tomorrow tell them to go after God who piles on all the riches we could ever manage to do good to be rich in helping others, to be extravagantly generous. If they do that, they'll build a treasure that will last, gaining life that is truly life. You see, Paul here is, is again encouraging us to be not building for this life, but building for the next. And I tell you, once you come into that revelation that you realise that the money you own, the money you have, is not your own, it's God's, I tell you, it becomes a lot easier to give it away. 
Because it's always easier to give someone else's money away, isn't it, than rather than your own. And, and so we need to be Christians who are generous when it comes to our money. We people who are happy to, to give it away. And it does say in the Bible that it's better to, to give than to receive. And it's something that I am slowly discovering myself, that it is better to give. And it's something that is, uh, God has, has been working in me. And, uh, and it said, do you know what? When I've got this money here, now when I was preparing... And I was, <clears throat> I was thinking, I came up with this idea, I thought it'd be really good to have this visual aid of £100. Because, of course, everyone's like, ooh, £100. And I was praying about it, and, and, uh, and as I was praying, God said to me, he said, yeah, and I was saying, oh, I've got, this, I got, I've got this idea, God, what do you think? And he was like, yeah, Mark, that's a, that's a really good idea. And I was thinking, well, yes. Yeah, God's, God's on board. Uh, but then God then said something else. He said, okay, I want you to give it all away, though. And I was like, ooh, are you sure, God? Are you sure? And God was like, yeah, no, that's a really good idea to, um, to have the money, but I want you to give it away. And I was like, oh, pants. And then I was like, do I have to give it all away, God? Can I just give some of it away? And God was like, no, I want you to give it all away. And so see, that's what I'm going to do this morning. I want to um, bless some of you later on, because I said, I view my money in, in takeaways. And so I'm about, now, if I'm being a little bit hungry, and I order to take away from me now, so maybe it comes to about 20 pounds. And so what I want to do this morning is part of my... Um, letting God work in me and be generous. I want to give five of you £20 later on to go and to have a takeaway on God this, um, at some point this week. Um, and you see, because we are called to be like that, and it's so easy to kind of think, no, but that's five takeaways for me. And you kind of think, well, if I just put it in my pocket, and no, no, it'll be fine. But no, we are called to be generous, and it is a challenge. But you see, God wants us to honour him when it comes to our money. And to, glory, and to use it to glorify him. And if we're always holding it for ourselves, that doesn't glorify God at all. We're called to, to seek God first when it comes to our money. We're called to, to glorify it and to, to give some of it away. And, and so what I, want to do, uh, what I want to do now, before I finish, is just talk about well, who we should we give our money away to. And this is where it gets a little bit more uncomfortable. And the first of all, I want to say this that we as Christians should be giving our money, some of our money, to God. Because again, God blesses us with money, and one of the things we should be doing is giving our money to God. And, and that partly, that mainly means giving money to the church. Now, I purposely asked Simon to make sure he, he sent the offertory basket around, so you don't feel like I was trying to twist your arm or give you an emotional appeal to give lots of money to the church this morning, because I'm not. And you'll notice there's no buckets at, at your, as your exit, and I won't be trying to grab you by your ankles and shaking you upside down this morning. But I do, want to, um, I do want to talk that it's important to give money to the church. And it's something, and again, I could, we could probably spend a whole, a whole morning talking about this, and I could go through the Bible and talk about all the different examples of why, why we should. But I want to uh, focus on two issues we have when it comes to giving money, particularly to the church. And the first one is this. You say, oh, I can't give money to church because I can't afford it. Money's really tight at the moment, and, um, and it's just too difficult. I can't give anything uh, to, to, the, to God. Well, if that's what you're saying this morning, then I'm afraid to say that I think you've got that wrong. Because we as Christians are called to come and put God first and make him our priority in life. And it should be exactly the same when it comes to our money, that we should be saying that we're going to put God first. Because sometimes we kind of look at our money and go, right, well, I've got to pay for this, I've got to pay for that, and pay for that, and then oh, whatever money I've got left over, I'll give it to God. 
And it should be the other way around. It should be that when we get our money, and if this is, and you get say you get 100 pounds, you say, well, I'm going to give um, 10 pounds, to, 10 pounds to God, and I would encourage you to give it at the first, as soon as you get your money, to give it first to God, to honour, because when you do that, you honour God, and it shows that you are, um, it shows that you're putting Him as your top priority. And I tell you, when you do that, God sees it, and it really honours God. And and the thing is, that we don't have to worry so much about not having money left over because if we go back and look at our scriptures we see that God will provide and when we put God first of our money God won't ever let you down I promise you that I've never heard a testimony of, of, of people going you know, money's really tight but I'm going, to give, I'm going to give my money to God first and, and them struggling now, I've never heard that testimony shared anywhere because you see God won't let you down God will provide and <clears throat> I mean, one thing I, I would also like to say at this point, that if money is tight, um, and, to, I would, and certainly if you're not sure how you should give, especially if, if you're struggling, to not just, uh, well, unless God's really calling you to step out in faith, but maybe go and chat to somebody, and lots of wise people in this church, and uh, find somebody you trust and chat to them and say, do you know what, um, I've hardly got any money, but I want to give something to God. How do you, will you help me pray through it and help me work it through? I don't think it would be, be a wise thing to do. I'm not encouraging you to be foolish this morning and give like 90 pounds to God. Um, and do, unless God, of course, calls you to do that. But it's good that we put God first when it comes to our money. And the second issue is about how much should we give to God? Now, again, there's a bit of uh, church history to this. Because generally, we have this thing called a tithe. And then the word tithe uh, comes from the Bible, and it, and it comes, oh, sorry, it actually comes from the word a tenth. And there's biblical reasons for that, which I'm not going to go into this morning. And so generally, most people, I would say, probably give around about 10, 10% of their money. And again, you can kind of pick up and say, well, is that a New Testament thing? And that's a new covenant way of, of tithe. Should, should that be tithe? Should we tithe like that? And I said, I don't want to go into that. But what I'd encourage, instead, I would encourage you to... Um, to seek God and ask him how much money you should give him. Because I think one thing that is in God's heart, and that he doesn't want us to get all legalistic when it comes to money. And you can see, uh, and, he, and there's an example of in the Bible, he, he talks to some of the Pharisees, and he says, and he, and he, and he has a go at them, and basically says, you, te- you tithe to the nth degree, i.e. you work out, whether you, um, and you work out exactly what you're, you've got, and you give, make sure you always give a 10%. But the reason why he rebuked them it was because they didn't, it wasn't, um, was their hearts. Their hearts wasn't about honouring and worshipping God with their money. It was all about just being all legalistic. And it's so easy for us to get caught up and, and having to sort of try and answer these questions about should we give money before or after tax? Should we um, give money if we only need interest? What, what about child benefits? What about if someone gives me a gift this month? Should I tie all that? And so we, in God's heart, it's not for us to get caught up in all that legalism. His heart is to come and to give generously out of our heart that wants to honour God. And I'd encourage you this morning, if you're not sure how much to give, to go and ask God. I know that's what I've done, and I feel completely at peace about what we give. Because I've no idea how much, what percentage of my salary um, I give to God. Um, But I know it's probably around 10%. I think the 10% is a good way to start. So if you earn £100 um, to say, well, God, should I give £10 to you? And go and seek him and ask him. I think in that way, really that's what, and then you kind of get God's heart towards it. But I would warn you, that, that prayer does come with a warning. Because if you pray that prayer, be prepared for an answer you may not like. 
And you've got to realise that God doesn't negotiate. He doesn't. Because if you pray, God, well, how much should I give? And he says, well, I want you to give 20 pounds. Um, you can't turn around and say, oh, are you sure, God? Maybe, what about 15? The truth is, uh, he doesn't negotiate. And we have to just give whatever he does. But you have to trust. If he asks you to give 20 pounds, then you know that he will look after you. Uh, and then the other thing about giving, it's not just giving to church. I think we should be generous when it comes to each other. Uh, and this is something I, I'm really learning. It's really, because I realise that when people buy stuff for me, if you take me out for a meal and you pay for me, it really blesses me. I love it. I do, do I remember when me and Alice were still going out, uh, we went down for a weekend away down to Wales to see her aunt and uncle. And basically they took us out and they took us to the cinema and they took us out for meals the whole weekend. They paid for everything. And I just remember being so blessed. And I think that when we give to others, it really blesses other people and it shows God's love and God's care for others. And so I'd encourage us as, as a church to be generous with each other. And it's not just between each other, but to be people outside of the church as well. And it's something that I've, I want to start doing is to, when I have to, go, I have to go out with my work friends for a coffee every now and again, I want to pay for it. For them. And even this week, there was this opportunity that one of my friends invited me to go for breakfast on Friday morning. And I thought, yes, I'm going to go and pay for him. And I was like, all ready for it. But then, of course, it got to the queue and he jumped ahead of me and then ended up paying for my breakfast instead. Um, but I know my heart is to come and to want to be blessed. Because I, I, mean, I asked a bit, a few years ago, I did have a bit of a reputation with some of my old work friends that I was a little bit stingy. I didn't like paying for things. But I want to change because I want God to come and change me. And so that if, you t- if I take you out for a coffee, I'll always be trying to get there first in the queue so I can pay for you. <laughs> then, yeah, I'm sure I'll get lots of offers. Amen. But we should be a church that Pret and Monje and Costa love because we are people who are always going out there buying people coffee. And I think it's a great way to just share God's love to other people. And it's something that's really, as we forget how much it blesses people because it's not, the world not necessarily is like that. And we should be not like the world, we should be like God. Amen. So, church, let's be generous. Let's be generous with our money. Let's not hold it for ourselves. And so I want to finish, really. This bit of challenge for us is that God calls us when it comes to money to have His heart and His thinking and His mind and His application of it. And I tell you what, it is scary when you when you come to that place because you don't know what God might ask you to do. He might ask you to go and give a thousand pounds away to somebody else, or to um, to go and to sell your car and do something else. It's scary. But the truth is, is that when we come under God and we give ourselves to him as Christians, he calls us to do, that we give him all of our possessions. We do, we give it all to him and it all belongs to him. And we've got to let God come and transform us. And I know this is a journey that I'm on. And I don't want to go back to being the old self that I was, that was stingy in my I want to keep going and be more and more generous. And it's quite funny because when I, said to, when I was telling Alice that God had told me to give £100 away this morning, I wasn't sure what she would say. But she, was, she kind of laughed and said, I've been waiting 11 years for you to get like, to get like this. <laughs> so, um, and I want to keep going in that. I want to encourage you as, as, as Christians this morning, as people who are living God's kingdom life, to be like, like that. And not to be caught up in about what you can get in this world, what can you, about how nice your house is or how big your bank, bank account balance is or how many takeaways or whatever it is that you like doing. But the people, when it comes to money, who are free, who are not bound up in what you can get, or all the, worried all about your needs, but to come and to put your faith and trust in God this morning. Let him come and transform you. 
and so you know your, your life can be filled with the light of God this morning. Amen. Because we know that if we, if we do that this morning, if we build our life upon Christ, it says that we are not only be looked over, that we are going to be wise. Amen. Amen. Let's pray.